Look at that handsome devil over there. Welcome back. Episode 38. He's got the shadow box. He's got freedom isn't free. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Angel Torres. Welcome back to We All Serve episode 38. Angel, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Dr. Shalom. I can't write prescriptions. You can't write prescriptions. I can't write prescriptions. What good having a doctor? Jeez Louise. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, I was actually just reading literally about five minutes before we went live over here about a uh, about a uh, a doctor who I guess served in the army, like a medical doctor, served in the army, yeah. got out, and he's he's he just came back in as a full bird colonel. Um, so like my doctor doesn't get me, uh, you know, a direct commission as the full bird colonel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They, we used to recruit those guys and, uh, we had a lot of folks that were, um, like, uh, uh, uh forensic doctors or they'd be, uh, 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 cardiovascular surgeons and cardiothoracic surgeons. And there were these guys with these extensive neurologists and they had these, all these great practices and then after they raised their kids and, and they were empty nesters, they had the means to to do whatever they wanted. And said, you know what? I always wanted to serve. And I never really, you know, because some people like uh, their whole family track is like their whole life is driven towards being a doctor. And dad was a doctor. Mom was a doctor. It's like a coal miner syndrome, right? <laughs> and, you know, my aunt and uncle were kind of doctors. We had their doctor lifestyle. It was all read, read, written out for you. And they never really had a chance to say, what do I want to do? And I have a lot of friends who are like that. And they're like, we did choosing was never really an option and, yeah, and then you totally. get people like us we, we we get too many choices we don't know what the hell we want to do <laughs> totally true oh, and so be a lawyer and we had to, yeah. so, to, so to be clear this show is not to those uh i think we've got about a dozen people that are tuning in right now and and um i'll always we always start with this that if you're just tuning in uh to the live stream uh make sure you're getting on your favorite podcast uh app and clicking subscribe rate review and share please share. Um, and if you are uh, listening on one of those awesome podcast apps, uh, make sure you're going to YouTube and click and subscribe too, because uh, we go live uh, every week and have these conversations. We are the video too. But um, for those of you that are just tuning in, this is not a show about recruiting. Um, we talk about our experiences. We talk about our mm -hmm. uh, screw ups along the way. Um, but Putting a uniform on is not for everybody, but Hey, shameless plug. If you want to put a uniform on army, Navy, Marine Corps, air force, space force, coast guard, all good options. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't go border patrol. Just kidding. Ha. <laughs> oh man. I'm joking. Those, those are great guys. Those are great Americans and they protect our borders and I'm, um, I'm a big fan. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, I think we mentioned before the brief, is um, now that we have the opportunity, I think it's it's important that people have to have a, a channel and, a, and an opportunity to talk about different subjects that are going on in the community as leaders. We talk about this being a podcast for veteran or to share the veteran experience and leadership experience, and I think we have a responsibility to talk about some things that are going on that are pretty important. I mean, they affect me and my children. Uh, I have uh, three Asian children, and... Uh, seeing all this violence and things that are going on, it's really kind of disturbing. And I, I just don't understand a lot of it. And because uh, I've been to a lot of Asian countries and I always had fun. The only time I didn't have a blast was when I went to Beijing. And it's because I was being followed the whole time I was there by the, by the little uh, Chinese military guy. <laughs> I had that same experience that so in much Russia. Fun. I had the same experience in Russia. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Right. Yeah. Which technically like Russians are Asians. 
<laughs> uh, hey, very true. Very, very true. No, I mean, it, it's really creepy when, and I, I, you would think that they would be smarter. You'd think that they would know like how not to be noticed, but Hey, again, for another day, for another conversation, it's, uh, but, uh, agreed about, uh, the importance. And I have to tell you, I mean, when I saw that news, what happened in Atlanta, and then I started actually reading, I highly recommend for everybody, um, visit the ADL, the anti-defamation league, ADL.org. And they've been tracking, uh, anti-Asian, uh, hate crimes. And it is astounding, the numbers. And honestly, it is, it is, I, I'm everybody that's tuning in, you're a patriot and you're, you know, you're, you, you care about our country. And if you care about our country, you care about the people that, that call our country home. And, uh, and it's up to you to, to, to take a stand. And ordinarily I'm not, you know, I, I don't like to just go with the fluffy stuff. You got to take action, but I mean, seriously, if you're on Twitter, post a tweet. If you're on Facebook, post, post something because we need people to speak up and, and speak out and, and speak up for our neighbors and our friends and our family members. And what happened is I don't understand that. I agree with you, Angel. I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody could do such a thing. I don't understand the lukewarm people. That kind of drives me nuts. Like I stand with Asians and I'm like, like you're going to stand against them? <laughs> like really? You're going to stand a big, you're going to outwardly say I'm standing against people. No, you say, I can't stand this bullshit that's happening. We need to do something. I want to do something about it. You know, if you're a leader and you're in a leadership position, you need to get out there and, and, and be active and, and, and have a voice and just say, this is garbage. And it's, you know, it's, it's never, it's never people holding up signs going, you know, I hate all little uh, uh, Asian people or people from the, you know, these countries. It's always, you know, the leaners, like the leaners. They go to their buddy. Well, you know, that guy's from, you know, and, and, and it's this undercover kind of thing and it's, it's gross and until they're drunk and then they're in a bar and then they're messing with a guy, you know, from University of North Carolina and beating them up and three of them on one guy. And it's, it's crazy. And you know what's even more crazy is that this has been going on since COVID, right? Like everybody blames, you know, the Asians for COVID and that, doesn't matter. You're from Japan? Yeah, you're, it's COVID. You're from uh, Philippines? Yeah, COVID. You know, and, and, it, and it's just the most ridiculous thing. And then I had to talk to a friend today, and, and she said, um, yeah, it's really happening, uh, horrible what's happening with the, the Asians and, and how they're, you know, the, uh, uh, the hate crimes and stuff uh, with, the, with the shooting. And I'm like, the shooting? You mean that's the most recent thing? Oh, that's been happening before? I'm like, has <laughs> been going on. What the heck is going on, man? I was like, people can spit on and shit. I just, it's appalling, and 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 it's like that. I mean, to really, to be honest, treating any group, any racial group, brown, black, Asian, Jew, I don't care. What's the value in it? How do you feel good about treating someone like shit and 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 put them in a little box and and tell them they can do less than what you are? It just, I mean, I, I know I get passionate about this, but dude, no, I, I agree with you, and it's you know, you and I have both experienced, and and I'm I'm experiencing it literally. I just came from a formation. And, uh, I, I, you know, you see, you serve with people from all walks of life. You serve with, you serve with people that, you know, don't look like me and, uh, you, but you have that respect. You have that like incredible, incredible respect, um, for people. And 
I, I don't know. I don't know what's lacking and I don't know what, I don't have all the answers. I, I just think that people need to step up. And like you said, not just say like, I stand with Asians or something like that, but it's actually, what are you going to do? Well, how are, how are you going to make a difference? How are you? Gross. I'd rather you didn't say anything. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far, but I, no, I no. yeah. But, but it, it's, it's like, what are you doing in your community? Um, that that will make things different. I, I heard a line. I'm trying to remember when it was, um, but it's you know you have to be more than not anti-Semitic or not um, racial or something. You actually need to be like pro. You need to get out there and you need to actually like do something. Like basically for every one act, and unfortunately, like you know this was this was a shooting. I think that you know it was eight people um, that that died. You know, you really, we, we've got a lot of ground to make up in order to make the world a better place. You've got to really put a lot of effort in, in order to, in order to make up for that. And I actually think that's something you need to do. You actually need to step up and you actually need to like rally and organize and you actually need to do something positive and you need to openly and outwardly remove hate. And I know that sounds like, I don't know, I, I don't have all the steps over there, but you know how you remove hate? You go out there and 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 you show, you you bring people together. You show what America is. You know why this country is freaking awesome? It's because of the diversity. It's because of the it's because in in my formation, I've got like 84 people or something like that. 84 people. It's like it is literally the United Nations. It is this melting pot. And it's 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 awesome and it's all about people so i i don't know i'm, I'm throwing a lot of stuff out there but it's 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 not no, people need to do true. stuff yeah and and you know i grew up with it i've grown up um uh puerto rican it was like and i just gotta be real i just gotta be real it was we don't hang out with mexicans uh your uncle is jewish and oh don't say this around the jewish uncle and and it was just and i'm like and then you grow up and you're around people like Dude, just ask them. And I think the biggest part and the biggest thing we can do or, um, as leaders is to not just make sure that that's not tolerated, but to educate people and say, here's a good way to ask questions. Here's what Passover means. Oh, dude, I didn't know that. Here's what, you know, all these different, this is a year to go. This is what, you know, in Asia, in China, this is what this stuff means. And this is why it's and it's so interesting. I think the the key to to beating back that kind of hatred is is because it, it's driven by ignorance and not knowing and getting you know having bad people fill your head with garbage. And um, and once you you're educated to what what and how inspires and motivates and molds people, you realize we're we're really the same. Um, you know, I, it was just the funniest darn thing when I was in Israel. We were at, um, uh, we're in Jerusalem. We're in Jerusalem, and they're telling the story about the the the, uh, the mosque, the big mosque over there, Grand Mosque, Black Mosque. I don't figure what it's called. And, and the, I remember my one of my classmates said, "Oh, the winged horse, and that's so silly." And, da, 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 da. and I made a joke, and I said, "Yeah, let me tell you about a virgin birth." And and and, and we all started kind of laughing, like we all have our own stuff, and and we, and the important thing is that we can laugh at at and be close with each other and understand that that's that but we're us and we i decide if shalom is a good person i decide if based on his quality his character you know how much money he gives me at the end of the week all that stuff is very important yeah yeah no i, I love it it's uh it's 
you know what? It, it's up to each of us to develop that reputation. As, as you've been talking and you're talking about your relationships growing up with different people, it's we build our reputation. We build our relationships. We build our surroundings. We, and, and it's, it's honestly, I hate, hate, hate. I don't know if I've ever, ever talked about this on the show. I hate the word they um, when people say like, oh, I wonder why they didn't do that. You know, if you want crap done, I'm going to be nice. Who's they? Who's they? Who is they? <laughs> That's right. Who is they? And because ultimately, yeah. if you if you want shit done, I'll just say it. You got to do it yourself. And if you want good things done, you got to do it yourself. The only reason things don't happen and is- And bring other people with you. Hey, amen. Amen. I agree. I agree. That's what service is all about. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's why we call the show by this name we all serve, which is, uh, which is cool. So I, uh, so that's, that's, I agree that this week was depressing. Um, and to see, to see, uh, what is going on and, and see the, the vile hate that exists. That's depressing. Um, but we tell fight, me something we good fight for people to be, we fight for people to be safe in this country. We went harm's way. Well, I, I did. you'll get there eventually. <laughs> you know, most most of our brothers and sisters go into harm's way, and in, in, in to to protect our way of life, to protect, to love, and believe, and and worship, and and ah, and then we come home and see this shit, and you're like, what the hell was it all for? Hey, <laughs> I believe I should get really, comment. It filled me with doubt. I believe you I should, should get combat paper. Right, you should. No, for, 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 no, for going, um, I, honestly, the scariest experience of my military career so far is going to CIF. Do you call it that in the Navy too? The Central Issue Facility? Repeat that again. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Broke up there for a second. Um, in the Navy, do you have the CIF, the Central Issue Facility, like where you draw like your basic gear? Um, at boot camp. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. so, but, but you don't have it like in different installations, like depending on like what, okay. No, no, you get, you, you get everything at boot camp, and then you just buy, they give you an allowance every year and then you just buy everything until you become an officer and then they never give you any more money. Yeah. They so never give you any more No, on, so, so in the army, so depending on like where you're being stationed or whatever, you draw different gear and all that sort of good stuff on uh, depending what type of unit you're in or whatever. So that's probably been the, the that I, I deserve combat pay for going to CIF. I mean, it, it is like a scary experience. I mean, they're, they're barking at you. It, honestly, I think I was yelled at more at CIF. Oh yeah. Yelled at more at CIF than I was at, in basic training. Just saying. No, we we're spoiled, dude. We had a logistics guy. Like every place I was at, we had a logistics guy assigned to our little unit. And he was always the coolest guy in the world. And he was the most loved person in the world 90% of the time. And, uh, Actually, it's like my first tour. Then that guy made me feel like I was a burden. But you know, if I had to get a, a, a anything, it was like, "Hey, Angel, we got you, man. We're gonna take care of you. We want to make sure you're taking care of. This is my job." And they were super good about it. But when you with the army, they, you guys had to deal with such high volume, and I can imagine you have to keep that just so razor sharp and, and um, efficient. But yeah, I guess yeah, so. That those are tough. Those are tough. I, I don't know. I would have said you got You got to get combat pay for living in Chicago some days. <laughs> it's true. It's true. By the way, uh, so sticking on that whole combat pay thing, uh, I again, I, I don't remember if we if we talked about this, but you know, we've got ideal some Air Force people out here, and it's very funny. I crack up every time when they when they tell me they're literally getting substandard, um, you know, uh, cost a substandard uh, living pay um, for oh, for living on an army yeah. base. 
Oh my God. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so good. Hey man. They, yo, we had a saying in the name, pick your rate, pick your fate. <laughs> you said you want to be a soldier? You want to be sleeping. I'm not the one complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm happy yeah, with my yeah. life over here. So, so, so in 20 years from now, a Space Force guy is going to complain to an Air Force guy about hard, how hard it is in this condo when you can barely even see the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have an obstructed view. It's horrible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, it's funny. We had dial-up. <laughs> we didn't have Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. But, For sure. Yeah, so You're we're right. Gonna talk, we're going to change it and talk about talks about some positive things in the community. And one of the things that happened to me this week, um, I'm on a couple different boards for theater and, and uh, not for profits. And uh, I love, I love doing it because part of being and uh, have a transition from active duty is I get to do things in the community that really make me happy and I fill my soul. And uh, one person reached out and said, Hey, we, there's this, uh, um, woman who's working and helping people with their PPP application. Now I had applied because you know my, I got crushed last year. I mean, you know, not only were people not hiring, they sure as heck weren't hiring veterans. So um, I called, this woman calls me and we have a contact and and she like rushes my whole PPP thing through and says, "By the way, Angel, let's work together and I'll help you with grants and I'll help you with contracts and all sorts of stuff." I'm like, "Thank you." And you know, she says, "No, thank you." You know, uh, um, my son's a military veteran and and and. And then she said he was in the Air Force. I said, I thought you said he was in the military. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I love my Air Force guys. Radar, I love you, dude. <laughs> I'm playing. I promise I'm playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a good guy, and, and, and she's just wonderful. And just to know that there's people out there that really want to um, authentically do things and help people and, and, and just have the same values and ethics and stuff just really – reaffirms your faith in people you know yeah and i want to call everyone i know and say dude this chick will hook you up man (laughs) no you're you're 100 right and for every for every um you know bit of bad uh there's there's so many more good people out there there really really are um the challenge is that the people that do bad they do really really bad and then the people that do good i mean the problem is that they're generally they're just doing as they're just saying like you know little bits of of good but there are some really good people out there and and on my end i'm inspired i mean i'm out here for plus as you said and you know there's there's just some some awesome people and I've, I've, I've been associating with, with just amazing people that are trying to, uh, I, again, living this active duty life, trying to, I mean, we, we're all tracking what's been going on with, uh, Fort hood and the Vanessa Guillen, um, you know, just, just the tragedy. It, it's, it's terrible. It bleeds, it bleeds over everything. everything. And then, you know, you peel back the layers, you realize there's systemic failures in the, in the, uh, in my understanding was there's systemic failures in the uh, sexual, uh, report, sexual assault reporting things. I mean, Ruthie alone, I mean, Ruthie said that happened to her twice. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I still and think I about that conversation. She's amazing. She is. She this, totally is. I'm like, Oh, what a, what a spirit, man. She makes me want to work 10 times harder, man. I swear. Her hustle is strong. And after everything she's been through. And so I'm just, honestly, my dose of inspiration is I've been associating with people over the past week. I'm fortunate. I, I sit on the, uh, on the commanding general's um, council uh, 
locally to uh, to to respond to the Fort Hood response and and you know they I'm using my really? reserve yeah I'm using my rev- huh. my reserve expertise in communications to uh to we're really trying to make a not just not just the fluffy stuff as we were just saying but the actual meaningful change systemic change i'm being surrounded by just awesome people and i could go on and on and drop names but it wouldn't be fair to the probably dozens of people that i would forget to name um and there's all these awesome people that are really rolling up their sleeves and putting in after hours to to make a difference and to put in time to make sure that soldiers and and airmen and sailors and everybody that they feel heard that they feel heard that they feel that the military is is a family and i think that that's the ultimate systemic failure over there is that is that uh th- there there was a there was a lack of leadership there was a lack of leadership and what what we try to how is it i was curious though how is it a lack of leadership if the if the commanding general had just reported like what a month or two or or prior to that he was he was fairly new when that whole thing happened i mean obviously it, it went back before before he got there he just got he just got the blunt end of it to be honest i mean if, if you disagree with me please feel free yeah I mean, no, obviously no, no. I you agree with you. responsible no, I agree with you. Honestly, what leadership means to me is it's at the lowest level. It goes down to in the army, we say the team really? leader, the squad, the squad leader, the the platoon sergeant, the the platoon leader, the company commander, ha- letting soldiers know. But ultimately, we are we are a military system focused on order and discipline, and ultimately, there's the chain of command and all that. But bottom line, most importantly, it's people, and you need to you need to if you are doing your leadership properly, you know. The people in your formation, you know, are they married? You know, are they in a relationship? You know, when they're having a good day, a bad day, and things like that. And it starts at that lowest level. Where it actually circulates. Hey, true. So true. So true. You know so what? I think that that's what I heard missing. something like that. No, you're 100 percent right. And, and and the weird, really thing is, people, you know, people that aren't in the military or never, you know, serve, they go, "Why can't they just fix it? Why can't they just hit the switch and fix it?" Like, do you understand how big a cultural lift this is? It's way overdue. It has to happen. And it, it, there's no excuse not to make it the right and do things the right way. 100%. Yeah. Uh, it's a big change. To You're talking how many hundreds of thousand people telling them this. If No matter what you know before, this is how it's going to be today. And making sure that they actually receive that or digesting it. It's part of their identity now. Today, this is how we do business. This is what's right, and it's it. And you got you know, it's, it's like any cultural change. You know, you got people that are rebelling and pushing against the system, and that's not how we did it before. And oh, that drives me nuts. I hate when people say that. And what? I have to I have what? to say, there's twenty six thousand people on Fort Bliss. Twenty six thousand people, and you know what? All that it takes to 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 do bad it takes one person. Takes one person to do yep. bad, and and that's that's what I mean when I say that that you know what the the good people, um, you know we've we've got a lot of we got a lot of work to do in order to make up for you know for those for those shit bags that are out there, and uh, it it requires work, it requires a change of culture, it requires real leadership. Uh, yeah. So either way, I, honestly, again, I I wanted to make sure I flipped it from the negative to the positive, and I'll say that I'm inspired by the positive people, by the good people that are out there that are trying to make a difference. Definitely, definitely every day, and that's what make that's what makes up our force, our, our fighting forces, is good people that not only want to do good for themselves and better themselves and represent themselves well, but our nation and and be and they accept the responsibility of being that poster child for whatever service or serve, being a service member as a whole. 
and saying, yeah, that's me. That I'm that. That's me. All the good things you think of, that's me. Unfortunately, the bad things, that's them too. <laughs> Even though they didn't do anything, they still get blamed for it. it, it it's tough. But um, just such an honor. And I came out of the military with such rose-colored glasses. And I thought everybody was my brother and, and everybody around me. And it didn't matter. I just talked to people like I like I talked to everybody, right? Because I'm just me. That's, and it was heartening to find out in certain parts of where I live, Chicago, that that's not always the case. And uh, it was it was kind of um, jarring. Uh, and you go through a transition disappointment and you say, you come to a point, yeah, I don't care about the rest of you guys. I'm still going to be me. This is great. <laughs> I'm going to be a model here. I'm going to keep my little rose-colored glasses on and tell you that what's not okay. And that's what totally. we need to do. That's our responsibility. Totally. Totally. So, but um, one thing that cracked me up, you just mentioned, was the – I was talking to this guy, Carlos. He runs an organization called Green Card Veterans. And what he does, he advocates for military veterans that have gotten in trouble. They were not U.S. citizens. They were here on a work – work uh, not work visa, um, a green card. And after they, got, they did the whole time in the military. Now, you and I both know that if you're in the military for a certain amount of time, your citizenship is expedited. Like back in, when I was in, it was like 90 days, 180 days, some crazy number. They were like flooding them during the Bush administration, pushing after really quick. Um, and everyone that worked for me got those here on the green card, got that citizenship because that's what leaders do. You you grab that kid by the ear and by the collar and you say, come on, we're going to see Jag. Let's go. Da, da, da. And so when I got out, Carlos is like, you know, these people are getting deported and they were warrior, they were disabled and they're this and that. But and I was like, wait a minute. Why would someone on a, a, a green card not become a citizen? That doesn't make sense to me. And I was like, dude, everyone I ever worked, ever worked for me, this, they, they got their citizenship. And he goes, not everyone's you. Some people just don't take care of their people. And I was like, whoa. Tell I have my eyes open. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Wake up, dude. <laughs> sure. I can't control them. All I can do is control and try to be the best guy I can to, to other people. And I know that under your leadership in the Army, you're going to do the exact same thing. Say, here's the right thing to do. Here's what we're doing. Yeah, that's that's why so I joined. I'm putting all my all my expectations on you. Wow, wow, no pressure, right? You no, I, I mean, I'll carry a son of a gun. <laughs> I'll I'll end I'll end on on this note that that I I mean I've talked about this uh, on the pod in the past that I I joined the army at 29 and I joined not because I needed the army I joined because I wanted the army, um and and I I love the aspect of being able to make a difference where else can you come in as you know in a junior role junior officer but junior role where you come in and on day one i was responsible for 58 people i had 58 people in my formation and and a budget and a budget i mean a freaking large budget <laughs> a really mm -hmm. massive budget so yeah. no where else do you have mm -hmm. that and that that's why i came in and, and make a difference and that's what it's all about and and you no know, i mean i i know you're 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 kidding around but i mean that's that is a responsibility i take very seriously so no i'm not i'm serious <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it
So um, no, this is fun, and it's fun when we when we have these these opportunities. I know we we bring on awesome guests and people that are doing really cool stuff. And next week we've got uh, Eric Lazar, which we'll talk about in a second, um, which will be freaking awesome. Super excited for that. Um, but it is fun just to take a step back uh, on the 38th episode to to be able to have these conversations, and it's uh it's like, and it's so important. Like you said, there's there's a lot to be depressed about. There's also a lot to be excited about. And uh, Eric, Eric is a you know veteran, a business owner. So, uh, Angel, tell us about tell us tell us about the the man. Eric, Eric is a marine, and he was a intelli- in the intelligence community, and I think he was a linguist, and just one of the hardest working, biggest hearted person. When I moved to Chicago, um, I met him at a couple of different events, and we we just became friends. And uh, uh, he just you know he's he's always wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's always trying to do stuff for people. He started doing these things at the beginning of COVID because he has a, a, a printing company it's called Signs of Hope. And he put them, and put them around the city to try and inspire people and lift them up in such a big, powerful way. I mean, just such a good guy. And and he'll tell you about the struggles he went through emotionally and, and, and dealing with his own demons. And and just, I'm so excited to have my friend on there. Yeah, no, Eric's this awesome and guy. And the, 50, the 50th episode, we got to do a recap. We're going to do a recap of our guests. And uh, we can do best and worst. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll just talk about some guests that really will just have like top five or whatever of people or third three or whatever of people that really, really uh, blew us away. And we'll probably have different names or something like that. And uh, or we may have the same name. Huh? So we'll just have one episode. The 50th episode, we'll have it just be recap. And we'll it's have like an anniversary. You know it, buddy. Cakes. It's going to be here before you know it. I mean, it's crazy. We already have an next like seven lined up or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's awesome. And it's like, and they're beasts. All of them are beasts. I was like, they, Holy are. Cow. they are. It's so awesome. No. So episode 39 with Eric Lazar, that's next week. Um, so make sure you jump on that's uh, next week on man. Oh no. I, I jumped ahead by week. Okay. Uh, March 29th. I was like, Oh my God, is the next, next week in mid April? No. Okay. Um, March 29th is the next episode. Eric Lazar tune in same time, same place. Make sure you're clicking subscribe, rate, review, and share. And uh, make sure you're telling a friend. And that's all. Thanks, Shalom. Thank you, my Woo-hoo. friend. Thanks, Angel. I will. Uh, I look forward to our next conversation next week.